Hello again out there in uh, Birdland. It's Anson Tebbets uh, along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. Here, weekend edition of uh, For the Birds. Um, we had a great stretch of weather there, but uh, as it happens in um, April, we get a little bit of moisture and, and some people actually get snow. So it, uh, that has happened in some regions of Vermont. So it's great to be with you on a, uh, you know, middle of um, getting towards the end of, of April, but it's been like May for the most of the month. It really has. I remember last uh, program we were talking about hepaticas. <laughs> and since then, you know, the colt's foot has been blooming like mad. Uh, I saw a big patch of bloodroot, um, some bluets, you know, quaking ladies in the lawn. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been quite quite a uh, quite an April. Yeah, the uh, the um, Daphne was out as well, and I think that was a little bit early. Um, I saw some Daphne on my walk this week, so. Uh, yeah, me too, and I love the smell of Daphne. Yeah. But, Anson, I, before we get into uh, our topic for today, I think we need to say goodbye to some birds um, that have been you know, leaving Vermont, it just dawned on me that we're always talking about what shows up and what's new, but uh, I just realized that, uh, have you seen a red pole recently? I have not seen one in the last week or so, and uh, I've heard of some reports, but it seems like maybe they have headed north. Yeah, the uh, yeah, red pole would be one. Um, it was certainly a, a decent year as we as we learned from the, the finches. We had a, I think we had a pretty good year. Lots of red poles. Um Lots of siskins, lots of uh, crossbills, et cetera. You know, pine grosbeaks. Yeah, yeah, pine grosbeak. I was going to say that. Uh, and bohemian waxwing. And those seem to be gone as well. Um, and there's still, you know, there's still some tree sparrows kicking around. And I've been seeing fox sparrow. But, yeah, a lot of our winter visitors, the, those eruptive species like the red pole, yeah, they seem to be uh, northward bound. Yeah, and um, so yeah, headed north uh, for the uh, late spring and, and summer. But they'll be back. But we want to talk about that. But one one bird that seemed, uh, you know, we were talking and caught both of our interests this week was the uh, this bird right here, which is the yellow bellied uh, sapsucker, uh, is back. Hear it calling a little bit there, but I have yeah, one. Yeah. I have one yellow-bellied sapsucker that returns every every year, and it goes to a, a part of the barn uh, where the roof uh, meets the wood, and just perches up there. And early in the morning, just uh, you know, hammers away. That's so much fun. They can be really loud. <laughs> I've had them on my gutters in the past. I know uh, other folks have talked about being woken up at you know obscene hours by yellow-bellied sapsuckers drumming. Um, they and they are back in force. I think I had six or so on my morning walk with the dog. This big loop I make. Um, so at about you know a mile and a quarter, I heard about six six sapsuckers. Some of them were doing the drumming there that kind of funky drumming it's um, and then some are doing that squealing and it's it's a slower it's a slower drum than the other woodpeckers right it's it's funny it's slower and then it slows down <laughs> <laughs> and um, a lot of people say oh is that morse code i'm listening to here yeah yeah it's very distinctive and yeah probably the easiest woodpecker uh 
sound to learn because it's there's a blackback woodpecker. It sounds somewhat similar, um, but they're, they're in the Northeast Kingdom um, only. Uh, so yeah, sapsuckers are drumming and and I think um, working on nest excavating nest cavities as well because I've been seeing some some excavations on in poplars recently, just in the last week or so. Let's see if we can take a listen here. Coming back. <laughs> kind of fun. That's so the yellow-bellied sapsucker. Um, yeah, yeah. We have a we have a pair. We have a pair that goes. Oh, Pepper. That's just the yellow-bellied sapsucker. It's okay. Pepper the dog. Pepper the dog is getting a little upset listening to that. But we have one that, uh, and they respond to each other. Uh, you know, one is on the wood, and then the other one is on the. Uh, the tin roof on the barn. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's, that's great. Now, I don't know if the females drum in the sapsuckers or not. I, I know in, in Downey and Harry Woodpecker, the females also can drum, but I don't know if that's the case for the, for the female sapsuckers. Yeah, and they, um, you know, everything from a street sign to a, a chimney or uh, the, the barn or the sugar house or, or whatever, and, and, uh, and the males do most of the drumming, as you said. So kind of cool. Is there any yellow? Is there any yellow on them? Actually, though, there is. It's hard to see though because you know they're plastered against the tree trunk, and the yellow is is subtle. It's on the belly, as the name implies, but it's hard to see because they're always facing the tree trunk and hard to get a good angle to see that yellow on the belly. But it is there. It is definitely there. There it is, the yellow-bellied sapsucker. A sure sign of, uh, of spring and, and migration and, and so forth. <laughs> Could listen to it all day. Very calm now. Everyone be calm. <laughs> Pepper, it's okay. It's okay. It's just a yellow-bellied sapsucker. Uh, talking about uh, woodpeckers on this weekend edition of For the Birds. Listening to some yellow-bellied sapsuckers. This is their call. Yeah. That sounds like uh, begging yellow-bellied sapsuckers. Yeah. One of the most annoying sounds in the bird world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah. And it's funny, when they are doing that um, from, you know, the confines of their, their nest cavity, they are so loud and so persistent. And I... I don't know how they don't drive the, the parents crazy mm-hmm. or attract predators because it, it's so easy to find a sapsucker nest when, when young are begging because they just like call constantly. It's pretty funny. I did see just a lone flicker the other day as well. And I thought that I usually I normally see them late summer, early fall. But it was it was kind of odd for me to see a, a flicker uh, come out of the tree and went right to the ground. Um, but I thought that was a little strange, but that's another, another woodpecker that's amongst us. Yeah. And flickers are, are migratory. So some of our woodpeckers like downy, hairy, pileated are year round residents. Uh, others like the sapsucker and the flicker are, are migrants. Um, and yeah, and flickers have been back for a couple of weeks now. I've been hearing them, um, calling in the morning. Uh, there's been a lot of woodpecker activity in general. Uh, you know, the sapsuckers drumming, as we've been talking about, flickers calling. But uh, I've been hearing downy, hairy, and pileated too are, are um, 
uh, starting to nest as well. So it's uh, definitely woodpecker season. You could easily go out on a walk and, and hear five different species of woodpecker. Yeah, and and you know, in in the wintertime they come to the suet, but it's it's certainly nice to see them um, and just a lot of drumming, all based on establishing territory, right? Yep, yep, maintaining territory. You know, the downy and the hairy, the um, they're paired up um, throughout the year, so they're also re- reestablishing just kind of their you know their relationship, um, even though they they're together for the winter, um, and they're you know telling other neighborhood woodpeckers that you know this is our turf, stay out. Good stuff. So, yeah, the woodpeckers, uh, some of our uh, neat birds in in the spring. Yeah, seeing uh, seeing a lot of waterfowl. Uh, the turkeys are gobbling like uh, mad. Um, and we had a, a turkey was responding to the rooster crowing uh, this week, so that was a new one. And a little confusion there. Sometimes you hear them going back and forth with the owls, but this one was uh, the rooster would go, and then the turkey would gobble like you know five seconds later. So kind of fun. That's hilarious. Does it ever come close to you know, check out the rooster? No, it hasn't checked it out. Um, you know, turkeys have such great eyesight and hearing. It's it's tough to get them. And most of the gobbling is when they're roosting. And then uh, and then you hear them, you know, flush and come down from the trees. And then... Uh, right, they roost in trees, right? Yeah, yeah, they roost in trees and then they, they stop. And then, uh, and they move, they move pretty fast after if they, you know, they find... Uh, they find a partner. It's, it's kind of nice. I'm always fascinated by the turkey behavior. So, anyway, good stuff. Oh my gosh, look at the time. Uh, we are running out of time for this weekend edition of For the Birds. Um, yeah, enjoy the um, enjoy the rest of April. We're getting into May, which is the greenest month in Vermont as the green mountains come alive. And certainly, this precipitation may uh, help us with a little bit of. We certainly need some. Uh, certainly need some rain. That's for sure because it is very, yeah, very dry. Absolutely. Good. We got to fly again. I'm Anson Tebbets. I'm Chip Darmstadt. Or the birds.